We're on. It's become my favorite part. <laughs> Welcome. We're all on. We're all on. Hey. Are you on? Oh, there we go. I think I'm on. Yeah. Are you on? I'm on. You yes. on? Yes. I'm here. I'm on. Real quick. Cheers our kinky chai. Yay. Cheers to the kinky chai. Yay. <laughs> Mm. All right, ladies. And hold gentlemen. on, hold on. Okay. You can't cheers and then not drink your drink. What the fuck? Oh. Were you guys raised in a. It's still hot. <laughs> it's not that hot. It's not that hot. It's not. You guys can't judge me. Mm-hmm. You guys can't judge me. You, it's still judge you need your coffee to be like room temperature. My coffee must be at 96.4 <laughs> degrees. You guys are making fun of me, but I have a very sensitive mouth. And I think it's kind of a strength. Hey, how is the super glue you put on your mouth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before you came, oh, Jeannie, yeah. he got, somehow got super glue on his fucking lip. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a never-ending saga with podcasts. And basically, when I'm trying to uh, basically like put it together, there's always something I, I have to put together. Something's broken. Something <laughs> Like that microphone apart. that he's talking in. Right. Wow. Broke as we were setting this up. And he had to super glue, tape, and uh, zip tie. Yeah, so like basically I find myself having to like fix things all the time. I mean, because you're like, you guys are just two people. Usually like you have like a whole crew doing those things so you can focus on this. But, you know, this we're is just, like- two, we're only men. We're not, we're not gods. We're not God. We're not, we're not gods at we're all. We're just human. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically what happened was uh, part of the mic had broke and Scott always has a bunch of super glue and I was like, That's Scott, I need some super glue. And so we got it. And I'm like, just mind you, we're like rushing to get all this put together. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, I set it all up and everything. And I even turned to Scott. I'm like, Scott, I don't care if I get messy. Right. I said something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, right after I put everything set it, I grabbed a... Uh, what is it? Those uh, cut chocolate things mm. that I fed you? Those chocolate yeah. almond date things, and I stuck it in my mouth. And there's like a super glue that just coated my mouth. And thank God I missed my mustache. Oh uh, my god! You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm all right, but Sorry. you know, not my best moments. You, oh, <laughs> it's like chocolate with a side of super glue. Yeah. So I guess I'll Second put different stand. things in my mouth. It just can. It has to be more close to room temperature. Okay, well, glad we got there. Yes. Uh, always good to start our podcast off with absolute gibberish and bullshit. I think it's kind of become our tradition, but definitely um, we might want to introduce who we have here. I was going to say, have you even uh, welcomed them to our... Have you ever... Oh, we shit. Even, we what? haven't done anything. We haven't we done anything. We haven't done anything. We always do this. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, guys. Welcome to the Monkey Brain Podcast. Welcome to the Monkey Brain Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Addie. Who's this? Hi, I'm Jeannie. This is Jeannie. (laughs) Welcome, Jeannie. Hey. Hi. It's nice to meet you guys. It's nice to meet you too, man. Yeah, we just (laughs) picked Jeannie off the street. She was walking by and we're like, hey, you seem like someone cool to talk on a podcast. Yeah, it was the the Joker (laughs) hair. Like, you look like somebody... Right, and I was like, you That's know a- what? I think I'm gonna be in a podcast today. So, 
I, I feel like you you woke up with that energy and that's why you attract us. <laughs> well, we know that's not true and I don't want to put you on blast, but you are incredibly hungover. Um, I'm fine. This is a non-judgment zone. This I, is a, I am a normal human being zone. on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little hungover and that's why we After love her halloween weekend you guys so. yeah. yeah yeah we love her so much for taking the time to come and join us today it's my fault um genie hails from brooklyn hails. in queens um and i had asked her to do this podcast maybe a month month ago not thinking about how this weekend is the weekend before halloween and people would be partying and even we're like trying to like maybe get into something we're not really sure yet but but we're so lame that we didn't think like oh this is a activity weekend yeah we were just like oh my because we didn't go out last night no not at all and we were just like oh my god we want to get like our favorite people that we think are amazing (laughs) on this podcast and then we didn't think that they have lives and are cooler than us (laughs) yeah we're just like as soon as possible they're cooler than us and that's why we want them on here because all we do is sit in here and talk yeah Wow. <laughs> now we have some flavor. So now we have some flavor and we really appreciate it. Um, we hope you get invigorated by this kinky chai right here. And I love it, it. It's so nice. It makes you feel like um, comfortable Not, in the Monkey Brain podcast. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere way different with that. Like, yeah. Ooh, don't make our guests feel uncomfortable, please. <laughs> I Sorry, the trigger words. I hope, <laughs> I hope this drink makes you feel... I mean, I'm getting a little sleepy, guys. I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> I know. That's not that's not cool because before we were recording, you're like, man, I could totally just like doze off right here. So True. like, don't okay, joke now, about that because if you I doze concerned? off, yeah. that's not going to look good for us. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, there's cameras. You guys, you know, someone will see. <laughs> <laughs> they know your last location anyway. Yeah. Well, con- consent's very important, even in anything, right? So mm-hmm. it's like if you you have to be like I am about to sleep shut my eyes, you know there has to be like that means I'm off bounds, this this vessel right here off off bounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then if I wanted to tap you to wake you, what could I do? I'd have to text you to wake you up. No, you just have to like yell. Hey. And then, hey. yeah. Hey. Just get right by your ear. We're on. <laughs> We're on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyways. Jeannie, how's Brooklyn? Brooklyn is so far from here. Do you have a specific piece of Brooklyn you live in as a newbie to the city? Uh, I People live are in always Flatbush. like, oh, I live in this. What is it? Flatbush? No, I live in Flatbush now. I used to live in Bushwick like all the other kids do at one point. You're still in the bushes. In Bushwick. Yeah, you're still in. No, no, I'm in Flatbush now. No, yeah, you're right. There's a, I mean, yeah. How many bushes? So, ironically, like, it's funny. Half of our fan base right now has already developed in our homies in California. Yeah. So a lot of people in Cali, they don't come to New York, so they have no idea. And you're someone that's from Cali as well. So you kind of can contrast what, like, the New York experience is like. What is, like, Brooklyn to, like, everybody else in the United States? Because Brooklyn's its own thing. It is. I mean, Brooklyn is its own thing. A lot of it is very, like, true to the stereotype of, like, a bunch of hipsters, cool kids, glasses, and record players. But that's, like, that is very true. You go to Williamsburg and it's exactly like that. But then you go to places like where I live now, Flatbush, which is 
families, a giant Caribbean community over there. They've been there for ages. You have actual houses there, which is Ooh. like, you know, Brooklyn's usually like buildings and apartments and yeah. So it's like a really homey place. There's good food. There's like culture there from different backgrounds and everything and that's like which is something that people don't like really see brooklyn as because now it's kind of because brooklyn's becoming like a city like la mm. you know it's one of the stops that you make and mm -hmm. everyone's there where's yeah. the museum the art museum that we go to for first saturdays brooklyn museum yeah is that near flatbush it is it is it's okay. super it's super close to flatbush and prospect park and that place is also like a good representation of brooklyn with like the rich culture that it has right and every first saturday of the month it's like free partying free entry they always have a dj um and it's everywhere and like the last time we went like even after the the uh, the museum shut down. We were all still partying outside. Oh, I remember that. that. Was yeah. so much there was like fun. the dance circles outside. The dance, yeah. like yeah. the whole like yeah, some the dude was DJing still. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was such That's a good wild, experience. Yeah. That was the very first time I'd ever went there, and my only yeah. second time to Brooklyn. My first time tripping shrooms in Prospect Park. Wow. <laughs> so those are the two times I've been to Brooklyn. See? But I remember that being really cool. I also remember you going to that. Um, I don't remember, but you told us you went to that thing the other week, and it was closed. Yes. So I, um, I think it's, was it September? Yeah. Last it was, month. It was, yeah. It was the last one. Last yeah. month. I went there, I showed up and I literally <laughs> tried to open the door and it was locked. And then I realized there's no one here. It's Saturday night. It's the first Saturday. <laughs> And it turns out that they were, because it was in the same weekend of, like, I think, um, Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah. So, no one's so, going like, to So, like, I guess town. Brooklyn can only have one big, like, <laughs> thing going on. And it was Labor Day Parade. So, that's actually very big in Brooklyn in the, like, um, the Caribbean Day Parade. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. everything was closed in preparation for that. And, like, people over there, like prepare for months for la the Labor Day Parade. You really? See out, like, you see them out in, like, their... Um, the stilts or like whatever they yeah, do yeah, during yeah. like the carnivals like because they have basically carnival it's like carnival right yeah yeah, yeah. so they're actually like in bright colors yeah. still so wait, labor like day is coinciding with this caribbean caribbean, caribbean day yeah uh, oh i, didn't I know actually that. i'm still trying to like i actually don't know why labor day is also caribbean caribbean day we're we're totally ignorant to it too no yeah because there's not a, a large caribbean population out in like the west coast yeah. the way it is here mm, yeah no yes yeah, and this is something i didn't know until i moved to brooklyn right and right. it's so largely celebrated that i was like wow this like it's a whole other culture and also just because of how i look i went to caribbean day parade and Someone handed me a flag from I think Guyana, and they were like, "Yeah, You're yeah. you could pass this yes. Yeah, here you could, you could. <laughs> like, that's very true. And there'd be no mistake because you don't even know like what mix of like what ended up where sometimes. No, and like it, like even like because our cultures are also very like has gone all the way to like the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Caribbean as well. Like they have roti as well. They just do it differently. To them, roti is basically like. It, we do it like separately like naan or bread and then we like have right, the food right. whereas they make it like almost like a shawarma and yeah. put everything inside no like um a lot of the back in the day when it was like the british colony and stuff a lot of the people that they took specifically to bengal area was like nor kali nor shindi area mm. and so i mean obviously they took from other parts of india too and 
that's why there's such a makeup in like the Caribbean and North South America and stuff. But um, yeah, so there is some like Bengali like heritage up in there. It's just not necessarily you can't see it, but you totally because, you know, one thing Bengalis have like the best biggest eyes and you probably like, you know, I think that's like pops out in Caribbean. Like when you're like Guyanese and you have some of that Indian South Mm -hmm. Asian bloodline and stuff. So, yeah, no, it's really cool to see like how these cultures have infused. Dude, we're yeah. f- it's a big melting pot. It's such a mixing pot. Like mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Caribbean culture is just really amazing and exciting. I wish I could have I could explore more. Like I've literally have you been to the Caribbean? I've only been to Puerto Rico, and I, I don't think been that, there. Like counts in that sense. It's still I mean, Caribbean. it's it's culture, yeah. but like you know, it's also in some sense like been colonized by the Americans for some. Yeah, long. I understand what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, um, but. To me, like what was fascinating being in Puerto Rico, the reason I was there was to shoot something. And so I was there during one of their protests. And one thing that's really just, a you know, common bloodline through all over the place in the world you go with protests is like fucking, you know, the West has oppressed like minorities. And it's the same thing. What I loved about being in Puerto Rico is the, the protesting was like so musical so soulful mm-hmm. like it was literally dancing music same way like carnival was it was like as much a protest as it was like a parade mm. in some sense That's but cool. it like had a, a purpose to it so it was you know as you know appreciative as much as they're going through something and they're like fighting for something i was appreciative to see like another culture pushing up against oppressor and how they do that and it's really beautiful so yeah like caribbean's a place we definitely must all go together and oh, get man. crazy. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I mean, we need to have a group trip to Jamaica. Hell yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I don't think it's, I don't <laughs> think that's unreasonable. Reasons, yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty doable, right? To get so to- doable. Yeah, We're yeah. in New York City. Like, those flights are like no brainers. Like, 100 yeah. bucks, maybe? Like, and we got to pick a time when it's like, you know, like not like a heavy season. So then we can like right. really easily like go. No one's mm-hmm. going to be there. Yeah. And like, Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah, we could get an Airbnb house yeah, and stuff. Yeah, because fuck ho- I, I don't want to stay in like a resort. I want Not to, like, about that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I want to be in the neighborhoods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Amongst the people. Amongst the people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, amongst the people, mindfully, oh, I heard Jamaica's pretty, like, you got to be pretty vigilant. I'm fucked, there. bro. I walk around here mindfully. I know, I know. Not like it's a bad place. I just no, 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 no. No. Yeah. I always, I always like remind myself that whenever I go anywhere, like not because even if my intentions are not to come into a place, like coming in, like I own it, I still look like an outsider. Right. So you know, like you got to be like really mindful of that too as well. When Mm -hmm. there's the American uh, stereotype, that's kind of yeah, man. Oh, it's all about them. I feel like a lot of the places I've been, it's always having to break down that American stereotype. Yeah. 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 How was it for you? So like I guess we could start like dipping into you a little bit. Like mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we definitely wanted you on is you besides being one of our cool friends, is uh you're an amazing artist and you have a crazy background and you're also just amazing as a person and your story is just crazy. So Can I just ask where in Cal I didn't know you were from California or I forgot. Uh, so I lived in Oakland for one year and then I lived in, uh, 
like LA for three, four years as a uh, as their first, older person. I, I was there for college, and um, okay. I just moved all over LA. Like I was in Burbank, NoHo, okay, cool. Midtown. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, you were around um uh NoHo. Yeah. Oh, I went to the Art Institute in NoHo for what? for a sec. Yeah, in Lancashire. Yeah, yeah, I used to be around there all the time. Yeah, that, it became a <laughs> they have cool. like really cool shows mm-hmm. there, and I like um I met like a couple kids from like I was having a show nearby, and then a couple kids from there came to my show, and then was like, "You need to come see more of our stuff," and then like it kind of transferred. Like that's a great that's cool. like little art community over yeah. there, and the kids there are, like because they're all like young artists that are so eager. They're to super learn. into. Th- yeah. making this community of art it's very cool and it's like yeah and it's growing now yeah. so yeah i left right when it's starting to grow a little bit i miss it a little bit Aww. but yeah <laughs> all right sorry yeah background though now that i know where you're where and whence from california you came yeah now i've um yeah so i grew up in saudi arabia my family's bangladeshi and i've been in the u.s now for almost seven years i moved here when i was like 17 for college um, yeah, so I went from like Riyadh for Riyadh, Saudi Arabia to Oakland, California. <laughs> you know, compare like, compare and contrast. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at you. <laughs> if someone you were like, I'm from Saudi Arabia, you must get like the funniest reactions. I mean, a lot of people don't know too much about Saudi, so like they're kind of like, okay, cool. But then they have like these questions about like what they see on the news, and I'm like, that's also very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but can I broach something that everyone's well? The first thing they'll probably think of is, did you look like this in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. So like, I didn't when I was growing up, and then as soon as I moved here, like I kind of was like, fuck it, I can do whatever. And then I do go back. My family still lives there, and it's like. All eyes are there. Like, no one has green hair. But, like, you get this, like, it's not even just Saudi. Like, I can go to... Do you places. have to cover up when you go? Like, do you have to wear a hijab? I have to wear a burqa. I don't have... To, like, some places where they have the religious police, the matawa. Like, you you already know that they're going to be there. So, you kind of carry a scarf around just to, like, mm. have it. It's almost like a... It's really, like treated as something that really keeps us safe like mm. almost like a shield but wait, wait, wait. you know can, when to can you kind of like establish how it is like so when you're like literally like what we hear is as a woman you have to have a man with you wherever you go right yes okay. or i mean you're kind of crazy if you don't okay yeah and then, it's a risk yeah okay. what what does that mean if you're traveling without a man that means that you're li- like you're open to like if if other men know that you are alone without some other dude that's like an actual danger like of what to getting like because then like guys like everything is so segre- segregated there guys never see girls you go to a mcdonald's and there's a female line and there's a family line where oh. the guys can go with their wives but okay. then there's a strictly like there's a and then there's a singles line just for men so are they separated visually too like with a partition yeah wow there's a part like yeah there's a partition and everything so like really men do not really see women and it's so for women like it's come to the point where it's actually unsafe for a woman to be out and about without a dude Mm. but it's like it's like it's like you know baby steps like now like there are laws that are like yeah you can like go without it you don't need permission but 
to from like a man to go out and travel or study but at the same time it's like it's the way they set this up is like you don't want to go to certain places without a dude so when you say permission though does that mean that as a woman you're walking around the religious police can stop you yes. and you, they, they're like hey let me call your boy your husband father you have brother, verify so and so forth hey did Jeannie get permission to come outside no yeah that's literally what like how it is what and also fuck? let's Wait, say like you did something wrong or you're not covering up they don't take you they take the man that's with you to jail oh or like whatever arrest or fine they give it to the man they don't give it to you wait, wait so you don't get punished if you're with another man. I mean, you still get punished in a way. Like, you could if it's, like, that severe. But the general thing is, like, the first action is the man that's in charge of you. So, if you went out and did something wrong, then he bears the responsibility. Yeah, like, okay. he's the one that, like... And yeah. then, let's say, hypothetically, you're saying it's so dangerous for a woman out there, right? So, what I'm trying to figure out is, if you go out... What are you at risk at having happened to you if you go by yourself? Um, like, what do you like, feel you're at risk at? Literally, like, kidnap, rape, all the worst. And then but my it, other side of it is because the reason why I asked this, mm-hmm. obviously this is always a risk as a woman, right? But we're under the impression in Saudi Arabia that there's, like, a death penalty for so many things right. and that. Stony right there. Yeah, and it's, stuff like I that. I mean, it's not stony right there, but... Like, like where, does it, that d- deter a man do from doing there. something to a woman? Yeah. Or, I mean, like, not, like, all the time. Ta- ta- it has to be super severe because, like, you know, people don't talk about it. It's the same issue everywhere else where people don't really report, like, actual oh, so these things happen, like but they're not reported. But if you actually, like, get caught, get persecuted and everything, there are public executions for rapists and, like, offenders and murderers. And it's right before I, like... So usually they do it at a certain place and like you go and if you want to go see the public execution. But right before I left Saudi, they actually changed the rule to it doesn't happen at that place. It happens at your local neighborhood of like the person that's getting executed. And I discovered this because I was coming back from school and there was mad traffic. Cars weren't moving. And then I saw people in the highway like parking their cars and getting out of the cars to like go off and see something. And it looked like a concert almost. But then if I saw really closely from far away, it was an execution. Damn. And we were there for like four hours because nobody was moving. Yo. Yeah. about making a statement. Coming to your fucking neighborhood. Yo. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, like, everyone that you grew up around can see. Yeah. So, I mean, like, realistically speaking, the reason why, and this is typical, we're familiar with this type of culture, right, is where if a woman was to be raped, she bears, like, you know, the honor of the family and so on and so forth. So, if she was, like, to report this rape, she would be considered, like, damaged goods. Can't yeah. get married, so or an forth. Adulterer, or adulterer brings which is... dishonor to the family, yeah. and yeah, maybe the not everything is on her side if she was to tell this story which too. Is as why well, why it doesn't get talked about, right. and like the people that do like get, end up like getting like executed and everything, it's not just like they rape one woman. It's like there were kids, and like, it's a super severe thing. Okay, like I mean, it's still severe, but yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. For that to happen, it like has to be like escalate. Just hurting a woman is not big enough. Right. Okay. Yeah. So when Jeannie goes out, Jeannie is in a 
in a burqa. I have a scarf in case I need one. So, okay. Yeah. So the scarf though, that means like when you, when you go somewhere inside of a place, it's like outside of home. If you go to like, if I go to a public place, like the mall. So inside the mall, you take off your burqa. No, you keep it on. Yeah. You keep it on. But when you go into a store, you still keep it on, and there is now they're starting to have this thing where it's like only women's stores or only women's sections of the mall, and that's where you can take it off. But see, it's segregated; no men allowed, and that's. Where so the can. only place your burqa does doesn't need to be is your homegirl's place. Your My, place yeah, basically. that. And, but then Saudi is also very like because there are there's a huge expat community there. I mean, right, like, right. Like my family. And they have compounds like Aramco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have so many of those and they're so big that it's like you actually don't even need to like... So like you're kind of like controlled in like this little like city. So it is like a bubble. Like I didn't like... Yeah, I have to wear the burqa when I left to a public place for shopping. But I also grew up very much wearing like the things that I do now in the compound. It was so easy to get alcohol and party. In fact, partying is even like worse over there because there's a stigma about it. So then people just go harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like that whole like this whole like American culture is there as well. And it's almost like a little more there because we see movies and then we kind of want to recreate that in our compounds. I I experienced that when I was in Bangladesh too, like the expat community and the Mm -hmm. higher affluent community in Mm -hmm. Dhaka kicks it with the expats and they all have that party chemistry yeah on the international clubs and all that right yeah that's crazy but like what about outside those those areas like if someone's intoxicated publicly or something like that like there's a lot of risk right there's so yeah you don't do that you don't but i mean you're leaving like an international club going home your driver, you better have like your driver. Yeah, you and, have to have. Like you don't. A dri- you don't up... Yeah, nobody gets a taxi unless you're like in a group of people. Like no one gets a taxi. Yeah, on the yeah, street. yeah. Are there female That's taxis? That's like asking now? to like be. Yeah. Kidnapped. <laughs> Are there female taxi? Female only taxis too now? Um, I don't know actually, because like, this all happened so recently yeah. that. I'm not, I think there are, I've seen it on the news, but like personally when I, I, yeah, Yeah. I see it on the news, but then personally when, because I have been to Saudi after they changed the laws with women driving and I still did not see that many women driving. Right. I did not see like, like I saw a women's only parking lot with no cars in it. (laughs) Very telling. Very telling. It's almost like why even make the parking lot? Because it's highlighting the fact that women are not driving. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because, you know, it's also like convenient to like not, you know, and is it is it easy to get around without driving? Yeah, because there's so many drivers, everybody like, yeah, so it's very and it's cheap. It's mad cheap too to like get a get a personal driver even that it's It's like employment for a lot of people. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or like over there, like a lot of jobs, like my mom's shop, like it comes with like help for the house yeah, yeah, and yeah. a driver these are like mandatory like necessary it, things it's that every such family a weird has. thing like outside of i don't know how it is too much i don't think it's in europe like this anymore either but like in other countries like that you have like some sort of like help all the time because there's like a lower class 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 not lower class it's lower not, income it's, it's employment community yeah. Yeah, for them, it's that's how the society justifies like employing them that way. Yeah, I have a friend that visited me from South Africa in Brooklyn, and then he was like, 
uh, so do you get someone to come clean your house, like a cleaning lady, like at some point? And I'm just like, I'm not rich. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like a cleaning lady. Could you imagine like (laughs) if we, because we have so many laws here, like labor and labor laws and stuff like that. it, It doesn't pass, but it, as much as like domestic help gives uh, people money, I guess that probably wouldn't have a job and stuff. It it's also still gives like opportunity. They're not unionized. They're getting underpaid. Abused. And they're yeah. yeah they're like it's it's so problematic. And in Saudi, they have like I think it's called the Khalifa law. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, I'm forgetting the name. Yeah. But yeah, you. It's it's basically like modern day slavery where yeah. you can like. Like you get help from wherever outsources a lot of the help over there is from Bangladesh or yeah, India, yeah. Philippines, and what they're uh, with like you have to have like a Saudi sponsor, your boss that brings you, and then like they keep your passport as soon as you get there, and then That's scary. you kind of like it's all like. You hand everything over to them, so you're literally theirs now. And yeah. that's like and that no, is the system. No thanks. I mean, this yeah. system no is like really fascinating because it's a lot of like. Arab countries that are employing like people from poor countries that way and yeah holding them against their own will with their passports Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah they get stuck in these places and that's the crazy part is like so yeah you're like from Saudi Arabia this like what's known as the Mecca it's Mecca of Islam and so extremely conservative religious and then you're like obviously can tell that you're you didn't fall into that like you're cool you're like open-minded you're like creative yeah i was very fortunate to have parents that were very progressive i also like i had access to american television so yeah like because growing up like before i like was too young to even like you know go out or anything like which over there is actually like for girls like you don't really like start going out or anything until you're like 13 so like what is going out even like like you know just like like literally like outside even in your compound oh i thought you're like partying no like actually like hanging out it's almost like you like get a cat right and You trust that it will come home after two years, like you know it's home, and you can open the door, and it, kind of, <laughs> you know, it goes in and out, like very sparingly it goes out, right? Yeah. You sparingly go, and out. then you leave the food for them outside, yeah. and they, they <laughs> yeah. come back. Yeah. Come back. Yep. Is that how you train them to come now. back? Now. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So like. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I was very like I watched like so a lot of my. Um, youth was just watching a lot of American movies and that really helped like I guess open up my mind and have an open mind to other things yeah, like yeah, yeah. really like I will give film and American movies that credit especially for people like like without that I would have been a different person because I wouldn't know what people outside of Saudi actually live like what, what were like the films that impacted you um, I was watching like like Kill Bill, Kill Bill. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you know, Little Mermaid or like anything. No. Sorry, like nah, Kill Bill. Actually, Kill that's Bill. very representative of American. <laughs> so, here's some ultra violence. Here's a little bit of cinema. Yeah, and it's a girl that just goes off and kills everyone. You know? Here's our love of martial arts. <laughs> yeah, it's got David Carradine in it, which we love to cart out for ethnic reasons for. 
some reason. <laughs> uh, he died. A... We don't need to talk about that. True. Don't don't sully David Carradine's name. Okay. I loved watching him in Kung Fu: The Legend Continues. When I know, I was growing but he up on TNT. Caught, was he like autoerotic asphyxiation? Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, he was like a culture vulture. The dude too, knew he? knew what he liked. He did know. He what knew he what he liked, and he died doing what he loved. So that's that's the best way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be found and then and then reported on. Did so? I mean, when, but you're dead. So when you're a kid, like, though, <laughs> like, please don't. Okay, the benefit of being in the United States when you like see something. Is you're not stuck with this like wonder as like it's so far away the way you probably felt. Like if I watched a movie and saw some sort of wonder in it, like Hollywood, the United States, all that stuff, I'm in it, close to it, whatever. So proximity. But you're watching as a kid from like the other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is that? It's like because this was like, you know, it's in a TV. So it's like you see this and like you kind of like, okay, maybe out there. In America, people live like this, doing, like, you know. Yeah. And to a degree, it is true. And then, like, when I moved to America, I was like, I feel like I'm, I still feel like I'm in a movie, Some, you know? Yeah. Like, because this is so different. Like, yeah, I didn't think that I would be able to, one, the fact that I'm hanging out with, like, two guys alone in their apartment was never a thing that I thought Chee -chee, I could be doing. you're such a heroine, <laughs> Oh, my god. You know? You're so bad. Your yeah, mom, like, I, I'm trying to be in a movie, okay? So Does your mom, well, <laughs> careful the kind of movie you're gonna end up in. Right? <laughs> we were we, we already joked way too much about this shit. <laughs> Jeannie, have a seat in between us on this couch right here. We always joke around that like because people don't see the apartment, but we have like open window and like all our neighbors can see into us, <laughs> and we're always just setting up cameras and all shit like facing that, facing the couch. Oh like, my the god, they must everything. think so, that yeah. there's like some porno being filmed here. <laughs> We're just casting. Just okay. casting. We're just casting. It's just couch casting. Yeah. It's this is the most <laughs> complex couch casting because I don't think anyone's ever done casting on an L couch. Yeah. With it an ottoman. Like, it should be like more than casting. It should be couch read. Couch read. This is, a here. Yeah. <laughs> this is a casting couch for the gangbang because there's yeah. so many people that can fit around. Right, it. exactly. And it's a couch read. If At King that point, you're already casted. Yeah. If you can get everyone together on the same page, all on the same couch, that's the gangbang. You guys are doing the script reading. You're orchestrating how this is going Bro, down. this is the Camelot of gangbang couch castings. We're all equal. This is the round couch. The round couch. The round couch. <laughs> Everyone had it's an equal opportunity game. That's right. Yes. Uh. Okay, so you want to end up in movies? Got it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. That you, I, I would never have thought of something like that. Where you're one of the things you just said was like, I didn't even expect to be in an apartment with two guys alone. Like, yeah. As I'm talking to you, that makes sense. But dude, that's really like perspective. Or even coming here alone and not having yeah, to be harassed. Yeah, the fact that I got here on here. my own, didn't have to call like jump some on some dude public trains to be like, or you know, like depend on like my like someone to get here get is permission. so fucking cool. Yeah, get permission. Get permission. Yeah, I didn't have to tell my parents I'm here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, are you now? I'm curious because. Are you going to tell your parents you were a guest on a podcast? Are they How involved are they in your, your uh, life? Because I don't tell my parents that's shit. That's a good question. It depends on how, what I <laughs> You say. So far. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, far. like, so far. Are we parent-friendly? So far. Ugh. 
So far, we're no. We, we already talked about partying and alcohol, and the first and thing you said bangs. was, "Yeah, exactly." Yeah. So no, my parents can never see this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a cool question, actually. Not not if they're gonna watch, because I'd love your parents to be our fans. But um, your parents obviously like did. How do they feel being there? Like they're Bangladeshi, they're not Saudi. They, yeah, they're still I, there. I call them every there? day. Huh? Sorry, they're still there. Yeah, they're okay. still in Saudi. Yeah, I call them every day, and at first it was annoying, but now it gets to the point where I get a little like annoyed if I don't hear from them. You know, like we we stay very close. Like that's always gonna be there. But um, and honestly, thank God for Facebook. I don't know what it would have been like if we didn't have FaceTime. Like my mm. mom didn't even like. She literally got an iPhone just so she could FaceTime me after I went to college. <laughs> like yeah, she didn't even care about any any of that before. That's cute. Yeah. So you you come for college, and what do you end up studying at college? We know, but I don't should- know. <laughs> oh, you I don't know shit about Jean. I know a lot about her. I know nothing about her. We yeah. actually had our friend anniversary like not yeah, too long ago. It's yeah, it's a little over a year now, and we're still friends. I mean, like, look. Yeah, this is, yeah. This I like is how great. you said that. A little over a year, <laughs> and we're still friends. We're still friends. Yeah, Can't I'm believe it. I'm not gonna it. lie. I hate people. I don't stay friends with people for that long unless you're cool. Aww, so yeah. <laughs> me too. We're both cats, though. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're talking about this. We're like low maintenance friends. Yeah. You know. Essentially, we're cats. Uh, but yeah, so college, I, um, idea was always for me to go to college in the U.S. And I was always into art, but, uh, that really wasn't a thing that Bangladeshi parents are into, or like a lot of parents, like just parents in general, art is not a thing. Um, and I told my, like, I started off college as an architect major, major. Mm. yeah, because it was like, you know, it's artsy, I like, you know, I can like do crafty things. <laughs> it's a good compromise for like the parents if that's what you're going yeah, for. Yeah, that's what I was going okay. for and I was actually all about it until I started it and I was like, this is architecture. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, <laughs> there's <But> no... <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> that was really good. No sleep, nothing is horrible. It's not like, you know, it's as artsy as it seems it's actually not that's when i truly realized that there's a difference between design and art and i'm like this is not for me and then i did um shrooms for the first time and i was like fuck i need to just keep painting like i was and i switched my major didn't tell my parents (laughs) uh until like (laughs) a year later another did you switch it to yeah i switched it to fine arts and I didn't tell them, but at that point, when they by the time they found out, they're like, "You're an only child. We love you, anyways." I mean, Aww. they still talk. You know, they're like, "You should." Like every time I complain about money or anything, they're like, "Well, you should have stayed in architecture." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're pretty um, supportive of it. They're now they are. I mean, I kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I did like they have no choice. They have to be. I'm their only child. I kind of believe them into like this is one thing that yeah. a lot of um, other like I feel like a lot of. Um, southeast asian kids or just um daisy kids don't have is to like because our parents bully us so much into doing things that you need to dish it back to them and it that's how you like you know like if they're gonna raise us like this you need to do that with them too and that's kind of how i gained my like compromise that's how like my parents and i are still learning from each other you're you're so smart that you hit that on the head that because like if when you grow up with siblings, right? It's a, yeah. The, w- one sibling gets it, the other doesn't, and the like each one kind of like feels a little different about it. And 
I was the one that was like wanting to push at my parents. At the same time, I kind of was emotional with their response to what I did, but it never stopped me. My sister was more of the, I want to like make them happy. I'm going to do be the perfect brown kid. And then my brother was the, oh, I'm just going to push back at them and not give a fuck. And he probably got the most leeway and got away with the most. And so like, I feel like you're (laughs) right. Like it's, it's a song and dance no matter what. And Mm -hmm. they just want the melodrama. Well, and with yes. the, with yeah, the siblings said- too, they, especially with Mickey, there was a lot of time that passed, right? But then they had Mickey. So it's like totally different with the only child. That's it. Like everything is like, okay, well we're, we're leveling and progressing at the same time. They can learn from Addie as a firstborn. They can learn from Ollie as a secondborn. Yeah, you just yeah, you guys yeah. paved the way for your brother. And that's but you like- just went and did it. Cause, you you're know, paving like, your own jungle. You paved your own you're way. You're just hacking away. <laughs> yeah, you're just like with a machete through the jungle. Serious. Well, I mean, you, honestly, it helps being an only child and be, being brave enough to do that. Because I know if I had one sibling, every like I would not be brave enough. Especially if I was the oldest too. Mm. And then I would be very bad, mad at like my younger sibling for like getting everything that or I had to fight for. You were the dumb one, and the other one got. <laughs> No. <laughs> you would be the dumb or one. Or the huh? black sheep. Yeah. I would, like yeah, I would. I'm the dumb one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, like, yeah, I'm, I'm still the dumb one and I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the smartest, I'm the dumbest, I'm the most loved, I'm the most hated. The Alpha, the Omega. Mm. That's so oh, funny. That's so you're like, yeah. you come here, you're doing, so you, art, you're doing your art, art and you do shrooms, you find out that art is your thing thing. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what, what is it like what about art like what where do you where is it like this is this is the journey i'm taking like because you have a style too too like you're just like how does that come together so didn't mean to stump you about a broad your life. fucking it's, question bro didn't mean to stump you about your life but you you know obviously you got something yeah you're, you're on it like you're in this trajectory like where does that come together in college or it's it's kind of a build-up because like I said, when, like, you know, I didn't go out as much as a kid. So, like, I did just, like, and I hate empty walls. So I would just, like, start doing crafts and paintings just hmm. to, like, have on walls. Sorry. They were a Sorry lot about of, our like, walls. No, you have a projector, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, and I also, like, was in love with my cat. So I would just paint, like, cats and pets all the time. And that kind of carried on till now. Like, you know, like, I'm, like eventually like it was just a thing that i was like doing as a kid but then i find myself in college in grad school creating a religion called meowism and painting a bunch of cats and repeat what you just said yes (laughs) say that louder and to me what i created a religion called meowism i made pamphlets yeah i made pamphlets preaching about the teachings of meowism (laughs) uh it was decorated with a lot of cat paintings that i did i made i built like a meow altar also every christmas i started um getting a cat tree and making a cat mystery so i like decorated the cat tree like a christmas tree keep going i'm uh, loving everything you're saying to me <laughs> but yeah so like you know like i kind of just like embraced all the things that like i enjoy in you've life always been that, a creative like, you know, person hmm? creativity has been oozing out of your every pore of your body since you were little right it's you're just a creative person I don't know. I'm just a person. I just like, no, you know. No, but- no. You hate blank walls. You got to draw and decorate the walls. You created a cat religion. 
not just a cat religion, um, um, a fucking evangelical cat religion. No, no, but this is this is Jeannie's secret. This is what makes Jeannie so amazing. She's always is Jeannie's just like a flow of energy. No, like seriously, like that's what makes you like when me and Jeannie kick it. Like mm-hmm. you, we like that time we went to the botanical garden. We were at the park and stuff. Like she's just got this flowing imagination, and I don't think in her head she knows. Like that's us, I mean. we're like we, we, we wish we could be imag- like creative like that, have an imagination like that. Like we're seeing you like, oh, we wish we could obtain that, but you're just being it. Well, and like, when I you're being something, you, you can't address. That's like I see that in you guys too. There's a reason why, like you know, we are friends and hanging out, and you guys are also doing it. Like look at you guys. You guys are making a podcast together. Oh, you're so sweet. Like. You we guys have I this wasn't fetching too. for that, but <laughs> I'll take it. But no, but yeah, like you do. You just have the. That's what I mean by like. So I think Scott kind of pinpointed it. Like you've just always, you're in your Maoism, you're in your like geniism. You've just it's... like your way of life has always just like been to be, and that's really cool. I so mean, yeah, <laughs> with Maoism. So you're doing this Maoism thing. Yeah, Meowism. So, I mean, uh, I keep calling it Mao because like in Bangla, yeah, Ooh, in Bangla mm-hmm. no, no, in Bangla, it's Gao is bark and Mao is Mao. Really? Yeah. It. I mean, I'm not saying it's universally around Bangladesh, but I know this. Yeah. So I've always like kind of been like Mao, 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 Maoism. Yeah. Um. I mean, because I. Oh still, wait! First. Yeah. Wait. What? Can we convert? What's the tithing like? Right I mean, now? like if, Hold on. No, right no, no. Now? What's tithing like? Are there levels? Do I need to pay every single level? <laughs> it's not a cult. You do just I have, have to, to show my okay. Do I have to show okay. my butthole? <laughs> would say, but do we get butthole jewels? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no. Okay. Yeah. I yep. mean, you guys are. You know, if you want to be a Maoist, you can. What is it? You know, okay, no, no. Have, but yeah. what is like? What's the base requirements for a Mao a Maoist? You. Except meow, cats into our heart, or what? No, you have to like you have to be the kind of person that like sees a cat and like automatically just like you know gives it extra attention. Okay. And just you know like be a cat person. You know how can you like think have any bad thoughts when you're around a cat? When I see a cat, you my know? first instinct is to rub my head into its head. Damn like it, that. Scott just touch. The mic. I did that on purpose, motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't touch a button, though, did I? No hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted the sensory experience, really. <laughs> the ASMR. ASMR for our audience. Uh, did, brush did the cat really nice. Huh? That was my beard. This is my beard. Yeah. Right what are we all see? We're all meowists. We're all just like mm-hmm. we're for, all just like for all the listeners that are listening oh, to yeah. us on our audio platforms, uh, we're all That was a good without two, three seconds. started rubbing our faces on our microphones. <laughs> well part of it so we got these mic covers too that are like kind of soft and foamy. Oh so that God. I don't pop my bees and my peas, but we yeah. kinda just started rubbing them and you know. You know how cats be. <laughs> I just got so lost. See, we're see, we're already meowless. We're like, meowless. Yeah. It starts with cats, and then we end up just here. Yeah. So you're you're doing your paintings, uh, this meowism series, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. So like now I can sit. 
like I always painted cats and like what when I went to grad school they're like you need to make sense of it and that's how I came up with me I love the fact that you live a life with so much passion and love for cats because I feel you on that and you could go to grad school so it's like all right let's organize that like yeah let's put your catness yeah you're like because it's a thing like Directive. you know like I, <laughs> it, it is, is like thing. everybody yeah it is I'm a thing and everybody before, it's a thing no yeah before <laughs> i was just like whatever you know i didn't really care about it but they're like really you should address the fact of like why you're so obsessed with cats it was really more of like an intervention and then i was like okay i guess <laughs> a backfired on them <laughs> fucking jokes on you they're like you could get an education here figure out your anamorphic tendencies while you're at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it if the conversation was like, he's like, we need to talk about this meowism. And you're just like, yeah, just fucking stare at him. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be so <laughs> great. <laughs> just knock things off his desk. <laughs> and then get up and walk off with that cat butt tail. <laughs> the Rogan cat butt. <laughs> <laughs> So you're making sense of your so, catness. Yes, yeah. I'm making sense of my obsession with cats. That's cool. Okay. I, can I, I, I've got a question that is along this line. I've been dying to ask. What? I can't wait to talk about this with you. The dicks. Ooh. <laughs> the Tell dicks. me about the dicks. Um, so you all know uh, <laughs> a lot of Jeannie's art, very phallic. A lot of penises and a lot of cats. I imagine the cats came first and the penises came after. But there yes. is there an interrelation? Please draw that line. Oof, that's another, like, that's something I haven't thought about yet. Because pussies and... No, really, like, I feel like subconsciously I'm just thinking about sex. Uh, yeah, which is <laughs> It's not even subconsciously at this point. At this point, it's, it's really in your face, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny because like we were actually just talking about this today like on my ig account you know i'm always putting up exotic art and everything mm-hmm. and people would be hitting me up and they'd be like why are you always doing them like because i'm trying to normalize it yeah. like this is the way i feel i think it's beautiful i don't think there should be any restriction and um that is so important because i know other artists that are so hesitant to put their work up because and they do exotic art mm. but they don't want to be rejected by a community right. or they feel like they're doing something taboo which is like a legit fear but uh at the same time i think it should be normalized and also when you think about it like our ans like our ancestors where we come from like they weren't this conservative no like right no we cut like we come from a culture that's very romantic, very sexy. We come from like poets and artists as well, and some somewhere in the middle that got lost, and then we ended up with like parents and families that are more like work than art oriented. Right. Right. But then, really though, our history is within the arts, and we really should bring it back, talk about it more and more poetry, more sex, more love. Right. And it's coming back, and we need to like embrace that as well yeah yeah no i believe a hundred percent we need people like you to do that to people like me who well listen to the last episode we know how people like me are yeah but we need you guys to make it fucking positive and not so uh um not what's the word i'm looking for stigmatized that's the word yes yeah i think stigmatize is a big thing like for us where we I feel like you're just a free spirit, though. Like, you're 
taboo doesn't come into your head as much. But and, was it always that way? Huh? No, because I mean, like, I grew up with everybody telling me everything is taboo. Yeah, like she's had this like epiphany very early on to just yeah, like, like from a very young age, they were like, "This is wrong, that is wrong," blah 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 blah, and then. I was like, okay, let me try and do this. I actually, like I was aspiring to grow up and like wear a hijab, pray five times a day. But then I see myself enjoying these other things in life that is supposed to be taboo. And I'm just like, if I'm going to live, like, no, this is like, why is this taboo? I like my, like, I don't believe that religion is about, restricting you from these things that naturally happen as humans mm. and i feel like you like something got lost in the middle but i was like you know i'm just as much as muslim islam uh religious even if i'm like enjoying my life dressing the way i do drinking beer whatever you know right you're not like, less i don't in believe, any like aspect. taboo is it just i don't know what am I trying to say? I think what you're trying to say is that, like, it's a beautiful thing that was lost touch with in conservative culture. Yes. Like, and I think where people like you and me were not responding to the conservativeness or that strictness we were, we were raised in, we found, like, solace in, like, I think the beauty. Like, Bengali culture, like she says, is very beautiful. It's animistic it's spiritual um there's poetry like it's creative and creative people have sex they fuck they make love they do all these great things and that's why like i think like we have such a colorful culture everything about is actually very beautiful and sexual but we in this day and age are trying to like suppress it yeah yeah we come from a place that's just like we embrace ourselves we embrace these things that we enjoy there's nothing taboo about it yeah like you know unless we're like trying to like go and harm others which is like not in our like you know i it's so funny to me because as a kid and maybe i understand why there's this like extreme to like put on hijabs and like by the way i love your pants oh shit thanks man (laughs) (laughs) Um, i love your socks i've been admiring them yeah oh thank you do Uh, i need that yeah we gotta get that camera um but basically we have these beautiful outfits like the shari for instance which like before the british came it's right on the top <laughs> oh i could get it for you scott okay i'll get it for you you should probably double check that yeah um so basically you have a culture like I was really into sharis like last year when I was back in Bangladesh and learning how before the British came, no one ever wore blouses. Yeah, they, yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like as much as there is Islam back in like, let's just say like Bangladesh, it had came in the form of Sufism and folk gear, Baalism, stuff like that, like very spiritual, animistic. And I feel like the British brought over this like Christian conservatism yeah, no, and like shamefulness. To like sex colonization, and even like the actual like laws like against um let's say like gay rights right like that specific law was not even there until the british came and set it up right yeah like before that like gender fluidity is was a thing in our culture hydra like yeah. is maybe 
what is uh, most familiar for people about India's transgender community, like the parallel, we could say. Like, yeah, they were considered to be uh, spiritual. They were mystics. They could some, you know, there's all these great like powers that are embedded in them. It Culturally, we used to believe. Yeah. And then it changed after that. And that's like crazy. Like Yeah, like all this discrimination started, it yeah. came with colonization. Yeah. It's not something that's ours. So for us to really like grow out of that and... Um, embrace just all the things that our ancestors truly did before that's like you know we're kind of we're decolonizing in yeah. our own way yeah so how did you transition from meowism into dick pictures oh yeah uh, I take it so, take so I wanted to start like or basically I was told that some of my paintings the abstract ones looked very phallic and without really thinking and I was like okay maybe I am like you know but like I find I find penises beautiful too and they come in like like they all Very, look so different so different so crazy and I thought about like how there you you look at paint there's so many oh ass and titties out there sure. and I'm like why are there no dicks out there and also like you see all these men that are like talking about oh i I had like you know like displaying all the tits that they've like seen been with painting this that you know like that I'm just like if men can talk about their sexuality like that why can I not yeah or women yeah, yeah. and I know this already happened in like the 60s but I feel like we are going through like a, another sexual revolution I feel like this past year was the our gener the millennial summer of 69 Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. No, really. And it's been, like, you know, like people like complain about like hookup culture and it has like such a negative stigma to it as well. Mm. But at the same time, I'm just like, as women now, if like, if we're going out dating, doing this, why can't we not embrace it and talk about it too? So yeah. I decided to paint all the dicks that I know. Yeah. So are the dicks you're painting ones you've seen amalgamations of of stuff or are you just like oh i want to create a dick that looks like this today and it, it's just something no they're seen. so like i have like a i work a lot with like like surrealism is within my style and there's more than it's not just a dick there's this was an experience right so each painting is i mean is supposed like the dick is in it in whatever way that I want to show it, but it's supposed to represent the time that I spent with this. You know, it's not just okay. like a display of here's this, this, and this. It's right. like these are capturing moments that I had with these dicks. You know. Mm. Mm. I like that. That's, I wish we had something here that we could, because I want I want you to go through like, <laughs> hey, I did this this way because I was feeling like I was feeling like ten feet tall, you know, and I could conquer the the world and. Something, you know, like, it's, it's, I don't know why, I just picked up, like, you as a King Kong, and you're climbing up this uh, skyscraper-shaped dick, and it's, you know what I mean? Or, like, Rampage, you know, and you're... Oh, my God. Uh, I'm sorry, I went off on that. I don't know. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I'm back. That's making I'm me back. think of, like, future paintings now. Okay. Me, little me, climbing a giant dick. <laughs> you gotta experience the giant dick to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you need your muse. I have many. Can muses. you use that word? Muse? Plenty. Yeah. yeah. You know what's yeah. funny about that what? word "muse" is like it's it's a still gender specific in the dictionary. 
Is it really? Yeah. Really? I've never thought of that yeah. as a gender-specific word. For a woman, it's a woman. I don't even in, consider it a personified word. old text, a personified word. a woman. Yeah, I mean, I get how they used to use yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't even think like you're And we to need to cancel person. that word now to be politically correct. Mm-hmm. No. I just happened to come across it, and it. I remember having that. I was like, oh. But like Muse to me is like cats are muses. Yeah. Anything <laughs> like, muse. like I agree. Cats are muses. Cats are the ultimate muse. They're the muse. They're the meows. The meows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So this has been another series and you kind of like try to tackle like do you ever get bad feedback from the, those paintings or? Um, yeah. Like in the sense of like this like like cancel I guess like they want to like they're upset that you would do something like that. Yeah. No. The, 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 the feedback is mixed. Like there are people that are like, I had one roommate that would literally like, like I put it up in our living room and he took it down without even asking me. Oh my God. And he was like, we can't have, like, what if kids come? We can't see a dick in the house. And what I was just like, you come? have weed Wait, on the table. What the if fuck kids come kid, and smoke your weed? What like, kids do you have? <laughs> yeah. And also like what kids come to our house? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a weird, what a weird thing. Yeah. No, um, that happened. And then also I've had like several women come to me and be like, do you really want to like represent a woman's sexuality like this? And I'm like, well, why not? There's so many women that are into dick. Like, why are we not talking about it? Why do we have to be all shy and like behind closed doors? Like, you know? Yeah. And another response is getting dick pics from men without me asking just because they, they're like, oh, well, hey. She's into uh, dicks. She's going to want to see this. Yeah, exactly. I, I was got like, hey, ideas her. for your next painting. Yeah. Yeah, or like I've had people like hit me up at, in in my DMs, and they're like, like I have this one painting with like several dicks in it, and they're like, that big one is mine, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, the bouquet of dicks, yeah. yeah. Good thing you're a surrealist, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> fucking guy. Oh my god, I can't. I'm, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to tolerate with the, the yeah, yeah. Are I mean, these people you know? These. Not necessarily. So, some are. Some are, and I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's... Yeah, and then, so, like, they're strangers, and there's, like, actual people, and that's also, like, that's something that really opened my eyes. Like, there are these guys that I'm friends with that I didn't know were this creepy until I started showing dicks, mm-hmm. and yeah. they thought, okay, I, I guess I can show you mine. Like, no. Caught in the thirst trap, which is not even a thirst trap. They thought it was... It's, and their yeah. two colors are showing. I kind of feel like kind of like supreme for that. Like you're like that's how basic you are. That like this is like actually like an artistic endeavor, and then they're just like, oh, it's an oh, invitation. she must be so like that's how basic. Like, Maybe she wants my dick. Constructively like exactly yeah. like this is you like know, she must like, want like, my dick. Right? Like, she must be so horny. Right? You know, like, yeah. yeah. I'm the cure. Like, some men can only just like turn the conversation back to them, like. You see so many like pictures and paintings of women nude. How many girls are just like those tits are mine? You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you some tits. Yeah. Like, you, think yeah. <laughs> you think that's labia? Watch this. <laughs> it's like, huh? Huh? It's not a yeah. It's not like a labia measuring game or no. titty measuring game. Imagine. Yeah. But I'm sure like that that's good that's gonna come with the game but then at the same time i'm sure you must get some really cool like feedback as well yes and like from like a lot of like 
girls too that are just like all like it I see these girls and then they see uh, all these dicks and just me talking about it and then like they kind of get into like yeah well you know I did this I did that and like just open about their sexuality too which is sorry I'm too far wow I can't hear myself better now (laughs) sorry I was moving too far um but no I see it helping like a lot of other girls be like down with their sexuality the more we talk about it and also men too like or I see a lot of boys that are like starting to understand that girls also have a sex life of their own too and I feel like this kind of work is like important for just guys and girls to see like all like sexuality comes differently for so many people and it's like everyone does it their own way it's very different but we should all like talk about it so we all like learn each other's love language and and not false expectations I think what what happens right now when sex is not normalized it's not discussed it's not looked at as being something good is that everyone's isolated in their feelings about sex. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, I mean, I, I'm i all about self-pleasure, masturbation, all that stuff, and you should have that with yourself. But when it comes to sex with other people, that is the most communication you need to have. Yes. And that is that in itself is a very fascinating thing because you could be having sex and not even be connected with yourself be having sex with other people and i think that's where like there's a missed unba- what would you say like, it, it becomes unbalanced it becomes not fulfilling again see last podcast yeah see last so episode by cl- and i think there is something very cathartic or therapeutic by creating art like this as well or like you know even being appreciative of that evolution of how you see sex because you're learning about yourself you you know your thresholds, you know your comfort levels, you know your openness, you know how to see that. You actually, by showing that you, through the dick dick pictures that you paint, you're appreciating. Like the biggest thing is appreciating the moment, gratitude for those moments, exploring yourself, learning in those moments, all those things. And people forget because they have so much anxiety about it because they feel it's so taboo, it's so wrong. But these are, this is supposed to be the most enlightening, uplifting moments. Like, your brain chemistry is the closest it gets to, like, refreshing, like, from death, is when you have an orgasm. Yeah, or, like, I watched this documentary the other day, and the, they were like, the way that your brain is when you orgasm is literally, like, the only other way your brain can do that is if you're having a seizure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's the level. Like, these are very intimate, valuable moments in your life that, you know, if we're going to, like, not talk about it as a daily part of our existence then it it's lacking then it's harmful i mean this is me going on my soapbox a little bit but that's why i'm really like so particular about everything goes into every like affects everything right like you know let's say your your body chemistry is a certain way because of everything you put in it then you're the energy around the people you interact with all those things and then the person that you're intimate with and you have sex with right like your orgasms will be different type of orgasms as well and so like what you're doing is you're cultivating your energy into a place where you can have the orgasms you want to have 
the moments you want to have and you want to connect with people Mm -hmm. that have that and i feel like everybody has that opportunity to have those feelings and moments it's about being open communicative people being open communicative with themselves as well and that is the hardest thing so that's why i go back to like it's amazing when you do art like that because you're normalizing something that really needs to be normalized for everybody and it's such a courageous thing to do but at the same time i'm sure it's so rewarding not only for yourself but as you know for everybody else that actually sees what you're trying to get at (laughs) no thank you and yeah it is it is it's rewarding it's rewarding it's yeah, it's it's hard. Like I try not to think about it too much, then I feel like it's gonna kind of like fuck it up. But mm-hmm. it's very rewarding. It's very. It is what it is, you know. Like I f- and I feel How's like we uncle all. How's Uncle and Auntie feel about it? Huh? How's your parents feel about it? Oh, I hide all the paintings when they come to my house. <laughs> oh, they don't. They don't see your Instagram. <laughs> no. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely not. I have like the biggest block list on Facebook, so they don't know that. And they know I have an Instagram, but they don't have Instagram, so they gotcha. can't really like see it. Like, no, yeah, Instagram is like a family safe, like free place <laughs> for me. No censorship. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, most, yeah. like, so most people on social media try and like have some sort of censorship for themselves or like, you know, like change things up. But for me, like, social media is the one place where my family cannot find me. So I'm like nah. out there. All nice. videos, all everything, no censoring, all public, because I doubt my parents are going to come across any of this, you know? And it's a place that, like, you know, I can't do this in front of them or in front of, like, a lot of people. So, like, social media is a very free place for me. Oh, I really yeah. embrace it as, like, the place where I can really be myself and no fucks given. Yeah. 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 Have you gotten to, like, do you have a, there's, you must know a lot of artists that kind of, like, have that same genre of art you do right like do you hang out with other artists that are like are trying a group to approach? Of dick painters that you you get to dick painters i personally don't not know. people that i mean you might know people that paint dicks yeah but also painting dicks wait paint with their which dicks? is or paint with the okay. dick painters could be it's like a triple entendre like they're also they're like dudes painting with your dicks painting painting, painting, painting with their dicks, dicks painting but they're also dicks. pleasant no like they're assholes? do you you do you know the, you can know a, a big community of dick painters. I don't like. I don't know too many other. <laughs> like, I don't know other artists that are into as dicks as I am personally. I know they're out there. I just haven't come met anyone else. I tend to also like when it comes to my artist friends. Like, I like other mediums that I don't do. So I like. Like, I'm friends with a lot of performance artists, and their work is very sexual too. That's a different medium. Uh, Yes, like one of my best friends, an awesome artist, Issa, she's a performance artist and she does like a lot of like hardcore feminist um, like performances. This really cool one that she did two years ago was um, is very raw and very like people had a lot to say about it after. Ooh, yeah. So she, um, she did it's called the Red Red Hood Project. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's Little Red Riding Hood. She dresses up as Little Red Riding Hood, and then she goes into like a bo- a, um, a room filled with these balloons with like the wolf on it, and she goes and she like hacks it down, and the and like the balloons, the face. So the wolf is supposed to represent, or like the Little Red Riding Hood itself is actually like a story about pedophilia deep down. Right. And my friend Issa was um, 
molested as a kid and she knows the face of the dude she like knows so she printed his face as the wolf in those balloons Ooh. and then she dressed up as little red riding hood and then like she like popped every single one of those balloons and it was so painful to watch painful to hear Powerful. painful for her to like just uh, see so her talk about as oh well God. but like yeah so i'm friends with like a lot of artists that are also like dealing with a lot of heavy things yeah as well and yeah that's the blessing of art it's to help you deal with some of that shit really yeah. and that's what it is i mean it's therapy we all have our own version of this you know yeah yeah and we all like we're all kind of like dealing with these things and we like choose our own medium yeah yeah so art is like kind of your way of dealing with a lot of things right yeah and it's my way of like i mean i'm the worst person at like talking about my issues i'll paint about it and then still not talk about mm -hmm. it and that's better for me right. yeah <laughs> At least you're getting some out, though, a little bit like that. It's, yeah, like, you know, like, I also, like, feel like we should have um, charge of our, like, we should be the ones to decide how we treat our trauma, whether it's talking about it, painting about it, going to therapy, whatever you want, but, like, like, there's, like, a whole stigma, again, about, like, no, if you have these issues, you need to go see a counselor or take a bunch of drugs, this and that, and it's, like, why, though, or you need to at least talk about it, and it's, like, do you really, though, like, it's, you know, you deal with, you know yourself better than anyone else. So you, like, you know what to do. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, some people just don't always trust themselves, though. Like, where do you find that in yourself? Like, just. I mean, I have more distrust towards other people. So I trust myself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's coming out. Yeah. No, that's very cat. Like, you have, like, two of the most gorgeous cats ever. Oh, I know. They're the best. Frida, Catlow, and Coffee. <laughs> what type of cats are they? So, I don't know. They're all, like, mutts. Frida, uh, Coffee is a calico. Um, Frida is, like, a weird raccoon mix. Like, she they're, really looks like a raccoon. They're both just, yeah, like, they both look like whatchamacallit bars. Like, they just, like, all kinds of flavors to them, I would say. I don't know. That's yeah, how no, I, I don't see know what them. the fuck that I know. Maybe was, that's a very but... bad paint, painted picture. No, how they... would you describe them? Yeah. I don't even remember what they look like. I've met them once. They were Rude. memorable. It's not my <laughs> fault. Whoa. They've never come to see you me. You might want to rebuke, rebuke his meowism membership. Yeah. Once you see a cat, you can't forget. Ah. That's not fair. I love no. cats and you know that. <laughs> I love cats and you know that. Yeah, I have a lot of cat friends. I think look, you guys have a guest room. You guys can put the cat. That's I not know, the goddamn cat room. <laughs> a no. cat room? No, no, no ma'am. No, no. Yeah. No, no, what's what's going on is I think I might have uh, recently become allergic to cats, though. Nah. Yeah. No, you gain immunity. I'm. A, I'm. No, no, no. no. no Everybody no. says that to me, but what happened was uh, since I've had my my uh, deviated septum yeah. fix, um, I was fo we were uh, watching Lonnie's cats, and he's already kind of allergic to certain animals and cats, and I never was allergic before. Like I had even stayed like with them before. You remember I cats yeah. with them before. This time, dude, we were both there for 15 minutes. We were done. Our Noses eyes were watering. Dripping, eyes itchy. We like literally were almost sick until the next day. What? Yeah. We're and like washing I'd, our faces. Yeah, we had to come back. We were like washing our faces. 
It was like we had had a chemical like spill or something. It was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. We're like looking that at each other like, what? Are, we just love the cats. Yeah. Like we were just like, they're you know they're yeah. so cute and oh, yeah. adorable and, and everything. Next day we we were like, hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, we didn't stop. Don't get me wrong, but we washed wow. off after that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it but you know just, what this means though? Yeah. Hairless cat. Ew. No. Could you imagine? Rude. They're like, so rude. cute. You're rude. Don't judge my preferences. <laughs> I mean, cold, you can't. Some cold skin just like touches just you. Just cold, bare cold skin. skin. Mm. Have you guys actually hung out with a naked cat before? Why is it called are naked? Not All naked, cats bald. are naked. No. Thanks. I, find I that don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't have clothes on? So other clothes are clothes. Yeah, we were both clothes. just hanging out naked. It was on my lap. It was really strange. <laughs> See that even that starts to get strange because you know you I sleep naked if my animal comes by me whatever it's got fur we're like accidentally bumping yeah. into each other but it would be like bumping into someone in the gym locker room if I bumped into a cat yeah. with no fur like you would just feel like whoa, whoa. that's flesh yeah <laughs> that's someone else's flesh you like that flesh case phone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I would feel gross after I'm like I'm sorry I love you you look. Gr- no, you don't look great. You're, you're I'm a sorry. hairless cat. I'm just sorry. I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to sleep on the couch. I'm you're sorry. You're a hairless yeah. cat. <laughs> I'm out of here. Man, so much shade for towards naked cats. I just, it's, if you're not exposed to something, I guess you just don't know, right? Yeah. I haven't been exposed to hairless cats. I mean, cats. would you rather have no cat or a naked cat? I'm no cat. Oh God, you're gonna put no me on cat. blast right now. No, no, no. Yeah, we've already I, decided we're not getting I a cat I'm, in this apartment. I think I'm getting into that place in my life where like I'm not. I can't do pets anymore, and I love cats and dogs. I love. You them just can't death. do pets anymore. I don't think I can do because of allergies and everything. Like it was bad, and I've never experienced allergies with animals before. I know. I went through some mowing morning. I felt bad too because these ones, these uh, Kush and Kuma are like so cute. Yeah, they're so cute. So cute. But like, it's funny because people on Instagram will like message me like, are those your cats? And I was like, I'm their fur uncle. But now it's like, they are. But I feel bad because it's like the godchildren that you never visit because like, I'll get allergic if I like. So that's the reality of it. Like, I guess it can't. But your cat, like, I could be around them as long as I'm just not rubbing in them. Like, if I go to Lonnie's it's place, so hard I to just do. you see, like, I see a cat and I want to put yeah. my face in its belly. Yeah. Oh my god, I miss all those things, dude. Yeah, like, and I'm still in a place where Gizmo just still like oh. it's been a few years, and I'm I don't think I like feel for a cat. Can feel for a cat that way, like. Do you have that? Like you've had the pet, and you. I don't even like when you were asking me about Chewy. Yeah. Or yesterday, whenever that. Yeah, was. yeah. Who's Chewy? Oh Chewy my was God. my dog that I had to put down over the holidays. <laughs> and I asked year. the worst question. No. I asked the he worst. Was a Malte- question. He was a Maltese poodle, and I had him for ten years. He was my first and only dog I ever had by myself. I got him in the army, and he was my emotional support animal. Oh my God. And the first question I ask in the morning is like, "How did Chewy die?" Just like. Interviewing me about <laughs> like how old was he? How did he die? Oh, well, what do you think it was that that did him? It was the organ or the joints that did him in? Was it the combo? That's pretty young for all that, don't you think? Just <laughs> goddamn. And then I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's yeah, very uh, logistic thinking sometimes. Logistics. 
I was thinking about it because we were like seeing all these dogs and we were um so I'm just like because I've had we had a big dog before and then now my parent we yeah when, when I was younger we had a big dog like a husky lab and then after now my parents have like this uh what is it called shih tzu or shizu or it's a chihuahua and that's a massage maybe it's shiatsu. chihuahua in a that's schnauzer. Schnauzer. You're thinking of Shiatsu. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a schnauzer. Schnauzer. Anyways, they have this little one now, and, like, it's really cute, and it's jumpy, but, like, I was just stuck in thinking about, like, longevity. What What's a better dog investment? Because we were talking about dog wolves. Investment. We were talking about... I was in dog thinking. We were in canine mindset. We were in canine sure. mindset. Like he was like, hey. So, about getting wolves. Like your dead dog. It wasn't yeah. <laughs> so I'm, like, trying to gather evidence factual evidence from the source of dogs i know and he had it mm-hmm. yeah so i wasn't thinking empathetically about my best friend's like favorite animal <laughs> we were talking about it was five Ooh. in the morning okay yeah. but i believe that now yeah it's so hard because i want to be around animals i love them especially in a time where i don't keep like a significant other around me or yeah. someone it's great it would be great to have an animal but you should get a fish Fish are great. We're not getting pets. <laughs> That's just something we got to take care of. And then we got to stop and like not do all this. And we got to go take care of the fucking fish. And then we can't go out of town because the yeah. fucking fish. Do you, are you really going to take, is it going to take you a day to feed a fish? Like, it's just one more thing, one more kernel in my mind that I got to be cognizant of. Wow. You know what I mean? Like the snake thing's kind of cool because once a week and you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even then I don't want to commit to that. Wow. You guys are just lazy. No, no. <laughs> focusing on other things. <laughs> it's just I also don't know how to take care of myself right now. So yeah, yeah. when no, I learned no, no. that, but I think it's it is. There's like an emotional attachment to it, which we've already experienced those a few times, and that hurts. Yeah. And then our body's rejecting them at the same time. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> it's just the reason why I say is, I mean, like, hey, I live alone, and I have so many pets you guys have been to my house but honestly like you said like you can't like you don't you can barely take care of yourself like i honestly started taking better care of myself after i started taking care of my cats and (laughs) you're like if they're eating i should eat like no really (laughs) it's actually like it goes like taking care of a even just like a plant a pet something else is almost like a reflection of how you're taking care of yourself i I just killed 50 percent of our plants in this apartment Literally so you're week. you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, inside is decaying. <laughs> That's my like heart. you remember when you were here last week and I showed you my bonsai yeah. and I was like so like, yeah, that, like oh this is a reflection of my summer, like my plant died because I had a dying moment yeah. <laughs> and now I'm all sad it shows, about it. It shows. It shows the plant died, mm-hmm. and you're right. It does take responsibility, but it wasn't like I neglected the plant. The plant just neglected you, me. No, you neglected yourself, and then that just carried on to the plant. Yeah, I was, I was, I, I gave it some bad energy or bad juju or something. <laughs> I peed in it. I'm huh? Sorry. What? A what? Huh? Wait. It would have been fine if I did. It would have been fine because of the nitrogen. Wait, what? Anyways. <laughs> All I hear is nitrogen. I'm so confused. I just said I peed in your bonsai. Oh. That's fine. Scott, again? Again. 
I'm the cat of the apartment. I'm just yeah, like you're the cat. Of the you apartment. guys don't. Dude, you guys have a cat. No. We don't have a cat. It was so funny because we were, that whole dog conversation started because of this amazing video of a wolf that Scott like totally knows everything about because you know Scott's background is animals, and so he like deciphers the behavior of this wolf video, which is so amazing, and it's just so funny because like we were talking about like if we had a husky that mm-hmm. we didn't know had some wolf in it, like it would display these like aggressive behaviors and it would be like pissing all over our place. Wow. It's eye contact. Yeah. You know, Scott's been attacked by a wolf. Really? True story. <laughs> Are you like part wolf now after the attack? Yeah, but the part I'm a wolf of is just the hair. It's got hairy <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> like- it's like I'm part werewolf. Not great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just get a little more hair every once in a while that I need to trim, yeah. and that's about that, it. That's really good. You know what I heard? I heard that like the a dog, the dog species that is closest to a wolf was actually a Shih Tzu, not a husky. Interesting. Not, yeah, like the closest related dog species to a wolf is a Shih Tzu, hmm. which I'm like, how? That's all sorts of weird shit that's interrelated. I I think like we're pretty close to some like uh. You know, like whales have uh, old dumb bones and shit. Like you can see really? bone formations that look like a Oh, to hand. dogs, right? There's us. Supposed to be whales. It. Whales and us. Oh, I thought whales to dogs. Uh, everything's so interrelated, Mammals. but you can see these cross thing, these cross fucking like, oh, this is so close to this Wait, or something. It, I mean, the theory, isn't like it like the theory mm-hmm. is with like uh, sea mammals is that it's like a evolution back into water? Like... Life evolves out of water, goes, does its thing, and that's why you have, like, in water, reptilian, amphibian, all that stuff, and then mammals, current living mammals now are the evol- the ba- animals that had evolved back into water. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not, like, an expert in this, but I feel expert. like that was, that's why they have, like, the opposable thumbs, because... You don't evolve opposable thumbs to get out of water. You get what I'm saying? You don't have like extra extremities to get out of water. You evolve those extremities. So if you're coming back into water, you'd be evolving those extremities out or they'd become not as dominant or right, purposeful. You need your thumb you, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't yeah. know, man. It's hard because back then when we're talking about divergent evolution, we're talking about things and organisms that we don't have like a concept for in our head necessarily. I also well, I also don't think it's like one sweeping movement. I think things are going no, back and not. forth and mm-hmm. jumping back and forth. No, it's not, and it could be concurrent as well. Like some some ancestors could have come crawling out of uh, the ocean onto the shore, and then that line evolved, and then something came back where some could have stayed there and evolved into other things down there. I'm just not evolution. Yeah, it's not like not a point. straight narrow. Yeah, evolution to whatever whole, is going on. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole thing. I, I stick to what we got right now. That's why it's like. It's fascinating. It's fun to know all that stuff, yeah. and it's exciting. Like especially if you're stoned off your ass, but then it's like also, you you could just keep knowing and diving into it. And what does it do for you? Like, are you at some point like I already care about animals? The more deeper I go, it's not like I already know I'm connected to them. Like, how much more information do I need to know behind them? You know what I mean? At some point, unless it can like show some sort of behavioral benefit which will like never my know. interaction with animals which will we'll never know unless we keep 
That's true. That's true. Looking. What's the? I want to. I want to make. I wanted to make a really good point, which I'm not gonna do it because I'm gonna fucking butcher it now. But what's the? Um, what was the pomegranate in, inspiration? You know, like the seeds in a pomegranate organizing the Fibonacci. Is that anyone? Am I on a limb by myself? I, I feel Fibonacci numbers the no what are the numbers I feel like you actually outsmarted me this is highbrow for me I just know about Help. pomegranates and I love how much they taste but I feel like you're really highbrow yeah. right now someone might know what I'm talking about maybe next podcast if you guys are out there yeah let's yeah, yeah, yeah. know I'll do a little research I actually feel really stumped maybe I just, yeah but I could be speaking out of my dick you could <laughs> very straight to the point just bleh. <laughs> but what what are you trying to get behind like the the set the um, way they're set i'm getting behind the, the star shape parallels or of seemingly non-related organisms so like studying something in an animal in nature gives us insight into another thing um like a, a pomegranate organization gives us insight into math uh, right certain math things. oh yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. so um, yeah yeah so that would be the benefit there yeah as far as what you when you said that. I, I get what you're saying. And I think there's more significance to studying anything on Earth everything. more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everything on Earth more. Where I, this is where your philosophy totally, and I'm probably wrong, but like I have this discomfort with exploration in space mm. in the sense of like putting all this fo- so forth, uh, money, efforts, everything to go out to space further, further, further with the intention that that's where humanity will go and my reasoning for it and i know the counter arguments is just that like i wish we would be like focusing more on our planet right now and making that better and being more responsible and not thinking there's an alternative my criticism to is because i think like some people just find it goes back to the creativity and imagination and the fun in it and there's no real like urgency to take care of here the part of it that I understand is so important is like the research that NASA has done and other scientific companies, communities, organizations have done has been important in innovative technology advancements in medicine, so on and so forth on this planet right now and made life better for us. It's not always trying to get humanity to Mars exactly. or to colonize should, space. Yeah. I think I just like really hate that. Let's go to Mars. Yeah, Let's yeah. like yeah. sustain life on Mars thing. Like I hate that right now because I feel like this planet is hurting. You know. Yeah, because back in the sixties, it was like humanity can will this to to be so. We can do this. Like we can get to the moon. And that sort of collective motivation was so inspiring. The collective motivation we need right now is not let's go get somewhere. It's like. Let's make sure this fucking earth is cool. Like, yeah. let's go collectively, like, fix the oceans and restock our fish and all that shit. And stop, mm-hmm. uh, Take all the plastic out of the water. Yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, it's so much easier to cut off plastic than to go to the moon. And you would just think. plastic itself is, like... You would think. No, it's, like, a, like, really, though, like, even as people, like, plastic is, like, the one thing that's really harming the earth, but then we can also easily just use other things there's so many alternatives like there's so many ways to go back to organic packaging i don't think it's that easy because there's cost benefits to everything else so oh yeah well we have a whole economy based on it well like no but like alternative to plastic is like glass glass paper hemp the alternative yeah oh great but processing for hemp is not at an industrial scale that they're gonna do that or make money or be efficient and glass is gonna increase the weight 
of shipments, which is shipping containers and cruise liners are the one of the biggest causes of the fucking global warming. So now we're increasing our load, which is going to increase gas usage, which has a fucking oil industry. Now demand goes up. Like we're so embedded, embedded in this world we've created. I don't, there's not one easy, like, Hey, let's all stop using plastics. Cause it's not up to us. Like we're victim. We're the very, where we're shit ends up downhill as far as causes of global warming. And we can do all we want for our own conscience, consciences, but it's the governments that are the ones that need to get their shit together. This is, I but it's be also the wrong. consumers. I mean, the consumers have to demand. We like, do, but we're not. We gonna, don't. We don't. We no, don't. It's our like, if we don't, if we stop paying for shit, because we don't it need has, to buy things. Like essentially, our that's our whole great, culture needs to change with what we want. That's a great sentiment, dude. Yeah. But that's not the world we live in. No, no, no. That's, that's not. Sorry, that's and not that's, the United States, right? Most the United States is consumers. But I mean, like, let's say you go to like. Like there's certain that is so annoying. I, know. I love motorcycles, but I hate when people do that. Uh, let's say you go to like Bangladesh or like an Asian country. They'll they'll start wrapping things in banana leaves again or things. I like love that. That's that exactly why I was saying this is that like that. we could like I go to Bangladesh and we have like net bags. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. all these other materials instead of plastic, and I'm like. And like over here, pla- like non-plastic straws is like such a revolutionary thing. Yeah, now. Like, yeah. Oh. go to a third world country and get like you know no plastic bag, no nothing, like net. Like there's other like you know like in so many other ways we really could like immigrants yeah. like immigrant people know how to live a recyclable lifestyle. I'm not saying they're green at all or they mm-hmm. are like living, but a reusable. Lifestyle but when we're like sure. in in the beginning, that minimalism, like you go into our cabinets. All our like we don't have rubber mates. We have old containers from like yogurt butter containers, and, and yeah. yogurt, they take out. Yeah, yeah, right. Like we're reusing, or we'll use the plastic bag as garbage bags, or you know, lungis are rags. Like everything is recycled, reused, right. whatever, yeah. because they don't have that abundance of things coming in all the time. So the mentality is there. Thing about Americans is you're right. Like you can't change the culture. You can't have people step back and be like, I don't need that straw. Take away their need. dollar stores. And yeah. See what happens. They're yeah. 99 cents, yeah. five belows. Yeah. yeah. There's four of them, I think, within yeah. rock throwing distance from here. Yeah. We love like, our deals, man. Yeah. Like, we, we have so much disposable plastic stuff and so many things that probably weren't even, like, used back in the day. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. And that's the truth. It, it goes into, like, the demand is there for things yeah and then they also create stuff that we don't know we want that we end up wanting to buy and we want those impulsive buys which happen to be all plastic and then one time not one time this sounds great a couple of years ago when i was uh, working for another organization i was doing a story on recyclable paper at the time i was talking with someone and she was telling me because you know use fossil fuel in plastics and since the fossil fuel industry is gearing away from automotive and transportation, they need somewhere to sell their fossil fuel and to use make polyurethane and plastics and stuff like that. They're going towards that. So plastic's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on both sides. Like, and it does, it kind of feels weird. Doesn't it feel kind of like, yeah, us three, we're sitting here discussing it. But on the grand scheme, nothing is really changing. No. Yeah. But I think that the, the things you were talking about, net bags, wrapping with banana leaves, stuff like that is important because 
if that's our habits, if that's the habits of our culture and our society, the forefront of our mind is we're doing this for a reason. It keeps the planet in the forefront of our mind, kind of like the ancestors who would live uh, a seasonal, like, okay, here's what we can eat because of the seasons. They're so in tune with the earth. It was always on the forefront of their mind. Oh, the rainy season's coming. We need to prepare for that, blah, blah, blah. You're living in the cycle of life. Mm-hmm. If we've got all that stuff in the forefront, I, it's less of a, what am I, you know what I'm trying to say? It's less like uh, you're living unintentionally. You're living with an intent that no, in this world. You're doing it with intent. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it with intent. And yeah, you're not saving the planet yourself. But the, now everybody has it in the forefront. As a yes. culture, we're like, this is important. No, and also, like, being like that is, like, then think about the kids that are raised in that. Yes. We're going to, like, literally, we're going to have more conscious, smarter kids that are actually, like, going to outlive us. And then, like, their kid, like, you know, like, it's going to. the policies. Yeah. And then that's slowly going to trickle down, trickle up to governments because these kids are eventually going to be, like, running shit. Well, first you vote for those kids will start voting who they want. Then mm-hmm. some of them will run for uh, yeah. those offices. Some will be business owners and entrepreneurs. <laughs> like that's who like can influence which is, that. Some yeah. will be lobbyists. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's got to so, start with the like, kids. Even if it's not like changing like big things right now, but right. even just the little things yeah. right. and like how like you raise the kids in it is gonna like make like I see it making like crazy changes. Yeah, yeah. rather than yeah. a paradigm shift, it's a paradigm tide. It's slow, but it's mm-hmm. deliberate, and it will change. Yeah. yeah. Kids of the future, and Wu Tang's for the children. <laughs> now you know my New Year's resolution, which really did not work out. I was trying very hard with no plastic bags. It's impossible mm. for me to be like no plastic at all because sure. I buy shampoo, this that. But then it's like, and the key was like I did it like what? Like I'm still managing it, and the key is to like just carry a backpack around wherever you yeah, go because yeah. yeah. that's helps. really why you need a yeah. plastic bag, yeah. and. I hate that it didn't work out, but every year I always tell myself no plastic bags. Do you and want then to try that this year, Scott? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down because I do always have my backpack on me. Yeah, and, and like, I can. Yeah, and I have reusable bags. Yeah, but we do, we do. It's, they need to be prominent. Again, yeah. back to it just needs to be in our field of vision. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. For all yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, because my parents are like so so good about it. Like they have them, um, they always have them hanging in their pantry, and they always have some in the back of the car. Yeah, and I used to be like that in Austin. Yeah, and I just got out of the habit. Yeah, um, so we should okay. definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, it's like do yeah, your it's part. It's harder in New York because like we don't have cars that we can like keep. Like you know, we, no. we do yeah. like. But I I don't mean the product placement, but because I, one another thing I always like feel really passionate about is backpacks. Over the years, like, gone through some backpacks, and I finally got this, like, amazing North Face one. But it's, like, you know how, like, 36-gallon ones are too small, and the 40-plus, like, 42-plus are just so big? Mm -hmm. This one is, like, that 38-gallon, and you can, like, compress it when it's not full. Mm -hmm. And it's been the best thing I've ever had. Like, it's, like, and it's, like, game-changer, because I've always thought of a backpack. I love them. They're part of me. Like, I have, like, Good bad, bad history in high school where I used to, like, keep it on all the time and teachers would get mad. Yeah. Like, I just love backpacks. So, yeah. But this one's been perfect because it is for New York. It's, like, the big trips and the small trips. Aww. So, putting that out there. <laughs> backpack, backpack. And now that police aren't stopping frisking as much, yeah. that feels really good. Yeah. Like, because I think weed's not criminalized anymore. 
So I I actually have not got stop interest in a while. We still have the Fourth Amendment, right? No, you don't. Just asking. I'm asking because I don't know. I was like, it's on paper. Yeah. Well, anyway. I've like, it's funny. It's just like, we don't need to get started on on, yeah, yeah. on illegal searches and seizures right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would I think be we're probably time wise. You're someone that like always got greenery on you, and you never get stopped, huh? Yeah. Do I look like? I mean, yeah. To you guys, yeah. you guys know I have weed, but in general, you look like you're like, stoned all the time. <laughs> if I looked at you, I'd be like, "This girl smokes weed." Nah, but like police don't think that they'd rather go after someone that looks like you than me. Fair. Yeah, yeah. that's a hundred percent fair. You got feminine shield on, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There, there's a see. There's there's some sub safety to being a woman in public sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It depends for sure. Yes, you know, yeah, we yeah we're not the usual suspects. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are not the usual. So yeah, you're not offering free drugs to kids at school, so you get them hooked on them the way dare, dare. <laughs> Dare made it feel like someone was gonna give me free drugs, and it was never a woman. Still waiting. Yeah, yeah, never. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that that's sketchy though. But I hope like, I think we could connect the those things like weed and psychedelics to being connected with nature. I feel like uh, we do have so much distraction now with our economy being based on things like that we just need to keep fulfilling mm-hmm. entertainment, all these things like that, that we are kind of so separated from nature that we, that's why we don't feel for it. We don't care about it. We're not concerned. We're with not our, even in it anymore. I yeah. mean, like as we speak, like nature is literally being removed. Yeah. It's trying yeah. to come up through the concrete cracks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why, like when you do something like mushrooms, you have this awakening, you're brought back to like, Oh shit! Like I'm a human really, being. I'm connected really. to nature. Like, plants I can feel its have never looked the same to me after mm. I did shrooms for the first time. Till this day, like the trees are always dancing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a like yeah. Oh Even like that. Sorry, that plant in the corner over there is like you know like. Yeah. Me and Scott, like yesterday, we were walking and we were like in such a rush. Like I, I feel like whenever we're together trying to get something done. Like when we're together, we're trying to get something done. So we're always in a rush. And like at one moment, we're like, we don't have to rush. And we looked at the trees. And there's this like Eckhart Tolle line where it says, like, the, everything in this universe has led to this moment. The trees are here for us right now. Mm. We're just basking it, been in the moment, being the now and everything. The, the irony about that statement, and while it's so true, is. Um, we were going out to get that mic stand and the store was closed by the time we got there. Yeah. So, so maybe there was a rush in that particular moment, but we didn't know that. Was, uh, we didn't know we had to go to that other store. Yeah. I'm just saying. But it all worked out and we got to appreciate the beautiful trees. That's right. And right as we're speaking about right now, I can see the light hitting those yellow leaves and it was beautiful mm. and that dark black, bluish sky. Yeah. Um, but the twilight. Well, Jeannie, thank you so much. No, thank you guys for like this is so cool. Are you gonna come back? Are you gonna come back? You gotta come back. Yes. No. I come shoot the shit one day. Yes. Of course. No, I'll be around way more. Oh, that's so awesome. No, this is really cool, and this is also like, I mean, you guys help me understand and talk about my work too because it's like you know i don't have all the answers and it's really more of a discussion right so this is so lovely well i think that's what you do is like you making your pieces of work is kind of a narrative to part some aspect of our society and you do you start the discussion 
So it was only fitting for you to actually discuss it. <laughs> so I'm happy that, you know, you were given a platform to do that because you do amazing things. And I think that is a great opportunity for you to plug yourself a little bit and tell everybody where they can find some of your work oh. if they want to, because you do have some amazing pieces. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, most of my, yeah, my work is on Instagram. Yeah. Follow me, Art of Genie. Um, and all my work, like, it's donation based. So if anyone wants anything, just name your price. Is there a it's, possible future where we can have a piece of yours in our. Of course. Okay, cool. okay. Yeah. All right, cool. I told that. I was like, do we need to get Genie a piece of Genie's in there? Yeah, we like, need some sure. of your work of course, up in here. Me, represent no, yeah. the dicks for Which, sure. Like, yeah. I, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Do I care. Yeah, we um, represent dicks. Yeah. We represent everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Okay. yeah, I'm all about accessible art. So, like, really, yeah. it's not like some exclusive thing. Like, yeah. What, like, whatever you want, however much you can pay. Like, the only requirement is just take care of it. Don't, like, you know, if you can't, like, keep a painting around, give, yeah. don't throw it it's away. It's not be like oh. plants. We're not going to kill it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't, I, you know, I don't it, have water to it. water this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any way you could possibly... Um, Make Addie and I into dicks, like personify the dick into. You guys want to be dicks? I have a dick. Yeah, but like, without, <laughs> like wait, what are we asking? Could you, <laughs> like, like, could you re? Can you recreate this? But like, we're dicks sitting yes. here. Yes. Maybe can you do a podcast a pick? Podcast. I'm just saying. Brain. I'm throwing inspiration at you. You you do whatever you want with it. I'm just, no obligation. No obligation. Whenever you feel creative. I don't uh, mind shopping what you already've got if that's the thing. But I'm just saying. You know, I've never seen myself as a penis before. Yeah. Penis with a beard. Penis. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like a Taliban. Dick. A Taliban dick. <laughs> and yours would have like a giant mane, like hair. <laughs> it has hair. It's it's a. Uh, this is my follicle foreskin. It's a. <laughs> yeah. What is how did pubic hair and beard hair? There's a relationship. All right. We were. I'm sorry. I, I totally. Want so we need to get back out of here. Uh, anyway, uh, yes. Thank you for coming. We want your art around here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you art for of, having art me. Of I will, on Instagram. I'll be back and I'll bring some dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, taking us on our journey, a yeah. journey to Saudi Arabia. Um, what brought you to California? Your uh, art journey and a lot of phallic fables. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the meowism too. Oh yeah, meowism. If you haven't accepted um, cats into your heart, <laughs> please do. Oh wait, please accept the uh, yeah cats. Think of your furry you. salvation. Yes. For yourself, if you see a cat. Meow at it. Really? Really. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much. That wraps up another podcast with the monkey brains. Yay! <laughs> For Addie and Jeannie, I'm Scott. Kwansu dudes.